Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, For this episode, we would be remiss not to issue uh, just a slight content warning. While nothing in our discussion gets particularly graphic or needlessly hideous, we do have quite a few tough discussions in this episode, including a discussion about animal abuse and experimentation. If these topics may bring you distress, by all means, feel free to tune out and do something you find more comfortable. As always, please take care, enjoy responsibly, and for those of you who are tuning in, on to the episode. After all this, you still... I still want that gas, yes. And you had better deliver. And I, we should probably jump into the timeline of events, but I'm also curious, like, the tech enthusiasts who had a positive reception to this, you know, like, is it the usual suspects of, like, tech reporting? Or is it, like, a certain subset within them that is tooting the muskhorn at this point? I mean, at this point, there's... Like okay, so right now we're in we're in like mid twenty seventeens. There's not a lot of information, right? So Elon Musk says we're gonna put a chip in someone's brain, and um, it's gonna be cool, and we're gonna cure mental illnesses, and everyone applauds. That's kind of all that's happened right now. There's no the usual suspects. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a good way to put that. It it is the usual suspects. It's your it's your Elon Musk enjoyers. Your it's your loud you know, socially awkward tech bro who, you know, Elon Musk. And it's interesting because all of the, there, there were a ton of, you know, like, uh, medical experts. There were a ton of like scientists that were like, I don't know about this, but they just completely get drowned out. Yeah. The, again, like we, we just keep coming back to like Elon Musk, Dick riders is like uniquely like delusional. Right. Like I, 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 I almost want to, I do want to apologize to J. Cole fans for, for everything <laughs> I've said, you know, like say what you want about J. Cole. He at least made 2014 Forest Hills Drive. True. What has Muzz done? That is a, a great, yeah. <laughs> so, so what happens next? What happens next after he announces this? Okay. So next happens is nothing. Um, uh, <laughs> there is completely no progress. And uh, 2017, 2019, I completely, in 2019, if you asked me what Neuralink was, I would not have known. Like, I would have completely forgot about it. There's, there's no, uh, there's no, like, news, there's no transparency. Um, and apparently, again, I, I had, this was, this is a retroactive claim, but, you know, the lack of transparency, it's a criticism. I didn't even know that at the time because it just was not a thing that was on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the big thing. And the big thing is in 2020, when you have Gertrude. Um, Gertrude is a pig that um, has this implant on her ear. Um, and the implant, it's essentially neural. It's, like it's like a prototype of Neuralink. Um, the, according to Elon Musk and the you know, Neuralink team, she had the implant for two months. And essentially it was supposed to like show like neurons firing and you know they just had the pig like walk around and touch things and 
Um, I want to I want to note that this like this Neuralink thing it's 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 gotten uh how do I how do I describe it? it's gotten more invasive if that makes sense. Before Neuralink was just a, a I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a like a pad like a coin shaped pad behind this. It was supposed to be like a coin shaped pad behind a person's ear and like stick wires on their heads and it would measure the brain activity. Um, but because of the limitations of technology and the amount of neurons that are being, you know, fired off at the, I don't, I'm not a brain, you know, surgeon or whatever. Now it is literally a coin shaped chip that sits flesh to your skull. Fun fact. Mm. So like, this is, this is like a much more like, and I don't want to say this is malicious because, you know, that's why I'm trying to like get into it and say it, but like. The the neural link they showed us on the pig was not invasive. It looked kind of cool. It was, um, it was just this thing. The pig was fine, but like now today, it's like you need surgery to do it, and you need to essentially drill a hole in your skull, and you know it it just got way more insane. Um, but um, during the 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 pig demonstration was released on YouTube. And again, every single step of the way, there's criticism. There's criticism for lacking scientific rigor, which I found not hilarious because it was very unfortunate for the pig. Um, but I, it's it's one of those things where it's like every step of the way, you're releasing something and you have critics, and you never actually sit down and um, like talk or like you know I- interact with these critics. So you just keep like steamrolling ahead with this, and also the. Another very impor- important part about this pig demonstration was that at this point, I believe, I, I don't, don't quote me on this, but at this point, this is where the, the pivot happened. When Elon Musk starts talking about Neuralink, it, it pivots away from like being this miracle thing that can, um, you know, heal mental illnesses and fix quote unquote broken brains into this thing where it's like, now, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to instead take the human brain, throw AI at it, or, or emerge it in AI. I think that's kind of like the, the general idea now, where you use AI to do... The, like, it's very not clear. He calls it AI uh, symbiosis, where you just merge the human brain with artificial intelligence, and I have yet to find a real definition on what that actually means. Question mark? That, that's that's a that's a good point because like the funny thing in all of our discussions about AI in the tech and business sphere these days, right, is like AI has become this like genie in a bottle word that like marketing or finance guys can say, and you know anyone who's not familiar with how AI works or operates. Um, is just going to, you know, like their eyes will glaze over and be like, well, the tech guy says it works, so I believe it, right? But it, as it's turning out, you know, it's like AI is just, it's, it's, it's this like buzzword that no one can can really tell you what it translates to. But, you know, in, in a functional sense, what is AI? It's just, you know, it, it's code that has a predictive capacity and is best used in like a context to replace repeatable work, right? And of course, you can do interesting things with AI, as we've been seeing these past couple of years. 
it has the capacity for generative imagery it has the capacity for predictive writing and predictive programming but you know in a in a practical sense it is very limited it has very severe limitations and more broadly it's not truly sentient or truly artificial it's very reliant on humans doing the tedious work of of marking data you know absolutely yeah i um during my my sophomore or i'm sorry not sophomore during my my senior capstone we literally you know built a project we had to create our own ai model to uh, we had to create our own ai model to look at a parking spot and tell us where whether it was empty whether there was a car in it or whether there was people with other stuff in it. and like the biggest I think the app worked great. It was a great app. Let me just start off by saying my teammates were awesome. It was it was really fun doing it. But there was a singular point of failure when dealing with this AI model that we essentially trained and built. And it was it's the same point of failure with like pretty much every single AI model, and that's the data. It's always the data. And that's why like I would love to put a giant computer in my skull, right? But there's no AI is touching my no Do no AI. Do want to be NEX so bad? Do want to be NEX so bad? <laughs> Exactly. But, but like, I'm not putting any AI near me because AI is only as good as you train it, right? Like AI is all it is, is inputs and outputs. It's great. Like, like you said, it's great at predicting text because you can train it. There's a lot of human words, train it, boom. It's great at generating images. Images are easy. You get a bunch of images, you throw it in AI, out comes more images. But like, when it comes down to it, like we think about tech, like, uh, for example, Apple, right? Apple had this huge, um, you know, fiasco a couple years ago where like people who were like asian could unlock each other's phone because they didn't train the 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 ai model for for uh not face um the the thing to unlock your face they didn't train that they only trained on they white dudes they didn't train face for that and even like all facial recognition software period is like heavily plagued by bias you know like exactly that's, that's like a big concern of like facial recognition in like uh in in criminal procedures right because it's like the ai is oftentimes programmed or predicated upon a lack of information that is you know it's it's just an, a deeper example of systemic racism at work right where the data that's been marked is done so under like the presumption of of whose faces white people usually right so it doesn't even it doesn't even begin to predict the full spectrum of human appearance, but also like it just the the whole boogeyman and and uh, specter of AI and robotics, right? Um, it it's being used to promise things that like the technology isn't there to do yet, you know. And I think like investors and people who have big like faith in robotics and AI, um are most likely like those who want to shut down the power of of labor to resist or want to you know skim every last piece of overhead and avoid paying labor costs like i think that's the the market reason for why there's an interest in ai to a certain extent right but and i, I you and i have talked about this before we can definitely have an extended discussion on this point of like i think like where the technology exists and probably where it's best used is to cut back on repeatable or avoidable work that's like tedious 
And I would argue that some predictive tasks or even like certain facets of writing are tedious or predictive tasks, which is why like a machine may be capable of replicating or doing those tasks. Um, but it's, it's again, it's highly contingent on the data marking work. And if exactly. people don't understand that, they are willfully, you know, sipping the Kool-Aid, huffing the fumes, and giving their money to charlatans. Exactly. And, like, that's the thing. It's like, you're absolutely correct. AI is great for repeatable tasks. It's great for predicting things. It's only as good as the data. But, like, when you have something that can do repeatable tasks, like, you can just, like, have the workers work less. Pay them the same. Because you're not actually losing them. There, there, are, there are ways to do this and integrate AI without, like, complete corporate greed. And I feel like most companies, I mean, companies obviously are never going to do that, right? Um, going back to AI in terms of your own brain, my, I guess the point I was trying to make was that the, the data, the bias in the data that you use to train the AI is essentially going to be directly downloaded into your brain. And that is not something that anyone genuinely wants, but it's just a natural consequence of training right there's always going to be biases there's always going to be you know there's no such thing as objectivity so even when you have elon musk's chip in your brain and you look at elon musk's current view and you look at how he views unionization you look at how he views like society you know hierarchical structures you want that dude's biases in your brain that's you know i it could not be me yeah, you absolutely don't want his evil within you literally and, and spiritually, right? There is that aspect to it, too. But then there's also just, like, the more mundane charlatanry at work here, which is, like, he's not even telling you what this integrated AI is. He yeah, just exactly. knows. He just knows that by saying it, it's going to get someone excited. Yeah, like, what, what does it mean to merge my brain with AI? What does that mean? Like that, no one can give me a real take on like what what's the data? What are we what are we doing with AI that's me out specifically? No one can give me any like real answer on that. Yeah, just just in an ethical and spiritual sense, it seems monstrous. But then even at like a logical or logistical standpoint, it makes it's nonsensical. So speaking of um, ethical and sensical, let's talk about human trials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> Yeah, so essentially, 2021, 2020, he was supposed to be, he announced human trials, and they were delayed, and everyone was like, oh no, it's, it's not going to work. Um, and my favorite was that after a lot of people raised doubts about the timeline and feasibility of this product, he circles back. So it, it, it goes from, we're going to cure mental illnesses to we're going to merge our brains with AI. And now it's, we're going to merge our, our brain with AI, but now also with telepathy, um, which I think is just amazing. He literally said that, um, that is, it's not a direct quote, but I can, I can, if I Googled hard enough, I could find the exact quote. Um, but telepathy was one of the things that he, uh, generally want, wanted to somehow enable with Neuralink. Um, so a lot of the, this is kind of where steam starts rolling when it comes to, um, the bullshittery that is Neuralink. Um, you have like data privacy issues, you have implant safety issues, you have misuse, which could happen. Um, so Elon Musk says, I'm going to try to do human trials. FDA early 2022 says, no, uh, they rejected the application for human trials. 
uh, due to, and I quote, dozens of issues that need to be addressed. Um, I don't, there, I'm, I'm, I have some skepticism about this because early 2022, FDA says no. Um, May 15th or May 25th, 2023, FDA says, yeah, sure, let's do it. So I'm not sure how much development happened between, I want to say like February of 2022 versus, you know, the, that whole year of till May 25th, 2023, but apparently they completely changed the mind of the FDA, which in my brain, I think that I, I'm a little conspiratory here. Uh, my conspiratory sense says they showed the FDA originally what Neuralink is now, but like to get the actual FDA training, the conspiracy uh, theory side of me goes, oh, they showed what was on where it was like less invasive and, um, you know, a lot more, a lot more safe. And yeah. And I think, and I think there's definitely like a, a more mundane reading of that, which is like our government systems have just kind of teetered towards deregulation in a very bad way so i feel like whatever enterprising guy at the fda was just like oh i like elon musk i'll let it happen it's it's probably like it, it probably got approved for even more mundane reasons than we might think fair yeah that's that could be true but it all it is always fun to raise oh yeah oh yeah conspiracy flag because because i wonder like what changed in a year you know that like allowed this testing to happen and i I don't want to derail this this timeline again, but I think it's it's relevant to bring this up. How, how familiar are you with the background of Theranos by any chance? Not very, not very. So, Theranos, um, much like a lot of companies you read about these days, oh, was Theranos, an, yeah, yes, Theranos, I, yeah, yes, with Elizabeth Holmes, yeah, absolutely. yes, yes. So, for those of you who aren't familiar yet, I urge all of you to read up on Theranos. Look at Elizabeth Holmes. If you don't want to do the reading, there is a excellent um, mini series on Hulu called The Dropout, which is a somewhat fictionalized but somewhat true to form uh, retelling of the events of the, the entire Theranos scandal. Right, where it's like they start with this, and it's it's even like less implausible than what Neuralink is proposing. But even then, it's like so you're telling me you can do a full suite of blood work tests with just one drop of blood how 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 is that even physically possible and then at every stage of the way you know through charisma through lies through trickery and through like a literal con artistry right they're able to convince several influential people um including like i think like the ceo of like walgreens they even yeah. get like a like a retired general on board. They get like they get a bunch of like they get like a Texas oil guy on board. And they get a lot of these people, you know, um fooled one by like the promise of big money, but also like this this promise of a of a future and of technological innovation that gets people huffing the fumes. And like I can it's hard not to see the parallels between Theranos and this. Where it's this like fantastical promise that doesn't add up at any level. And I wonder like to what degree like the FDA approving human testing is just off of the the con artistry here. Yeah, I think you make a really good point. I feel like it does it's kind of like a two-part issue. Um part number one is the fact that historically technology has grown so fucking right. Like you look at 
you know, the early 2000s, you take years backwards and you look at the technology we had in, like, 1990s, it's, it's so drastically different, right? Technology has grown so fast, and I feel like it has kind of given people the expectation that, like, what is impossible today will be possible tomorrow. And while I do think that with scientific achievements, through rigorous testing and all that stuff, there is some truth to that. I think that when you start adding investments and speculation and money onto it, that's when you start running like snake oil salesmen, people who are willing to just take advantage of people. Because like with Elizabeth Holmes, there's not even an excuse for her. Like she knew that the technology wasn't real. She knew that she was using other companies' machines. She knew, right, the entire time. So like you have this wild speculation on technology, which is a thing that's known to be volatile. It's just a recipe for disaster. Exactly. And uh, speaking of, uh, actually, actually, disaster, I I'm, I'm going to look on go this ahead. in the background. I'm going to look at this in the background. But you you go ahead. Okay. Um. So speaking of recipe for disaster, we're going to talk about the the meat and bones of this Neuralink debacle, and that is August 2023. We have the trial with the monkey. Um. So there was a Wired report that. Uh, so essentially, 15 monkeys minimum, I think the number might have gone even higher actually, have um, ended up dying because of trials that Neuralink ran insert its chip onto, uh, I think, I forget how many monkeys there were. There was a, a decent amount of monkeys. The, um, yeah, the, the, mon- the monkey studies were like probably the, the most monstrous revelation of of the Neuralink project. I, I did take, did just do some light reading. The reason why Neuralink finally got the approval is because they have, um, what's called an investigational device exemption, which allows a device that's part of a clinical study, uh, to be used to collect data to support a pre-market approval. So basically they somehow tied this to a clinical study and i would also reckon that like there there is this like weird like somewhat understated trend i see in like some republicans in the senate i would have to like find better reporting on this and if i find it i'll link it in the description there are certain like i would argue like senators who get campaign contributions from big pharma who are supporting like this like deregulatory approach to allow more experimental uh treatments and then specifically to like let allow experimental treatments to be used on patients earlier mm. and they can and they can always frame it as like a a civil rights or uh personal liberty issue let me just look this up senators Wow. Experimental treatment. You know, I was actually kind of just hoping that I was right with the bait and switch. I the the bait and switch conspiracy I think idea. I feel like that would make me feel better than the fact that no, they just like filed an exemption, just said fuck the FDA and all, and got their exemption that Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, let's see. I think because I'm seeing Senator Ron Johnson here. Isn't he from like Texas? Is that who it is? Wisconsin. 
like I, I'm sure it's got it's got to be at least a couple of Democrats too, but I'm for sure like like just 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 look at this like right to try act of 2016, and then it finally passes in 2018. wow so like i'm i'm for sure there's got to be some kind of that's super interesting the timing on that is very interesting because in 2018 was when exactly when uh neuralink was actually doing the monkey trials right the it came out earlier this year with the um physicians committee for responsible medicine yeah and i think i think the article i was reading a while ago i think was about uh ron johnson's like you know push towards um right to try regulation it'd be very interesting if this was all like directly connected yeah and it's like again like i i'm always like ten like somewhat i feel tenuous talking about some of this stuff because this can be an easy back door into like anti-vax conspiracism and like right because you know there are these like weird like um intersections between like big pharma and like anti-capitalist critique of the pharmaceutical industry and that's fair and like that's a good thing i think but the i think you're right the problem is that the intersection between that and the you know the crazy pseudoscience and like just like uh the anti-vax crowd and, and and all and like all of like the the COVID nineteen conspiracism is, it's it's one that just it's it's very fine water to tread, but it is interesting to note that like you can't separate the Neuralink tests from this uh, increased environment of deregulation and this um, preponderance of pharmaceutical money uh, on Capitol Hill. Yeah, and it's crazy because it doesn't matter, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many lessons we have to learn before we realize that we cannot just deregulate and deregulate in the in the name of science. Or even, because at the end of the day, it's just going to fall back to the name of money. That's exactly why we had this. Well, yeah, because they, they say it's in the name of science, but, like, let's, let's, be, let's talk about what we're really getting at, you know? <laughs> it's, exactly. Like, it doesn't I, matter how many, how many, you know, opioid addicts there are, how many codeine addicts there are. It doesn't matter how many doesn't matter. We're just going to keep deregulating and deregulating. You know, yeah, you know, the ba- the bigger the government, the less freedom they got. <laughs> it's like it's like a seesaw. You tell you tell me. Yeah. I, so yeah, that that definitely explains the FDA approval announcement, but the, the monkey trials again, this has probably been like the most like shocking and horrifying revelation. Absolutely. So the the physical I uh, can't talk. The Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine ended up um, filing a complaint to the USDA, um, but it wasn't. It wasn't even specifically against Neuralink. It was against, I think, the University of California Davis, as well as um, as well as Neuralink, um, due to the fact that um, Neuralink implanted its chips into several monkeys. Uh, I think I think it was around twenty. I, I, again, I keep forgetting the exact number of uh, monkeys, but it caused, and I quote, extreme suffering. Um, so what ended up happening with that was that the um, the PCRM essentially successfully showed that their monkeys faced severe complications. 
um, and had to be euthanized. Um, some of the complications were like bloody diarrhea, um, perfectly fine monkeys that uh, became partially paralyzed. I don't even know what this is, but it sounds bad. Um, cerebral ed- 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 edema. That's brain swelling. Jesus. Um, and so there was tons of like ethical, um, you know, concerns about these these monkeys who, so many of them had to be euthanized. Um, also, more has come out since then, and that some Neuralink employees have also started blowing the whistles. Right. Um, there. The, there is a uh, an experiment where twenty five pigs, twenty five pigs had the wrong size device implanted, and they I think they all ended up having to be um, euthanized. And it wasn't because they didn't do this on purpose. It was because the uh, Musk like had unrealistic demands of his workers, and it was just a genuine mistake, right? The, the I believe that the I believe that overall the death toll from its conception till now is a I, I believe it's around 2000 animals. I'm not even that's not even like a yeah, actually I think that's fairly 1500 to be exact. Yeah. 1500 animals. There's been more than 280 sheep, pigs and monkeys that have been completely like killed alone following the experiment just in 2018. That's that's like monstrous. I don't even it's... It's so it's so insane, and the fact that like not a lot of people know or or like you know want to talk about this is insane. Um, there was monkeys that had skin infections because they kept ripping out part of the implants out of their like head. There were um, monkeys that were doing self self uh, mutilation. There were um, like there was. There was a a monkey that they tried to do an experiment on where they tried to see if the animal could like play video games with his mind. Um the Elon Musk said that the monkey looked happy and I believe that the monkey ended up dying due directly because of the implant. Like Elon Musk is this is what happens when you give someone who has no understanding of animals or biology all this power, right? Right. Um, death of monkeys and death of various hundreds of animals also isn't even like the the biggest thing with um, Neuralink. I think the Department of Transportation is currently doing an investigation into Neuralink because they Neuralink illegally transferred devices that were removed from monkeys' brains and still had some of the brain matter attached to the devices. Um, and that is obviously a health risk. Like there are, uh, you know, illnesses that can, that can infect humans due to, you know, that kind of exposure. Um, also, uh, the FDA, some of the FDA's concerns about the implant involve, uh, lithium ion batteries, uh, directly into the brain of the patient. Um, which is obvious, which can be a problem with like overheating, can be a problem with, um, corrosion, for example, a lot of a lot of these instances with the animals dying have to do with the animal self mutilating because um, like there would be like rusts or like some type of corrosion that leaks God. off from the device. Like it, it gets really, really, really. And, and we already know about like the volatility of lithium batteries in like stable conditions. You know, exactly. Like, even even under like 
perfect conditions, quality control, proper operating conditions, lithium batteries can sometimes explode, you know? Yeah, exactly. But then to, to implant that in, in something's body. Oh God. Oh God. That's, that's horrifying. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, there's even more shit. Like there's fraud. There's just straight up fraud that's happening. Um, PCRM, the, like I said earlier, the physicians, uh, committee, they accuse Elon Musk of doing securities fraud in letters to the SEC. Um, they claimed, or I'm sorry, Neuralink claimed that the, uh, most of the animals that had been put down or euthanized, um, they were already in like a, a deteriorating state. So like the monkeys were already old, right? They were dying anyways. Like there was nothing we could do to save them. So let's just test this new technology on them. It turns out that the veterinary records completely contradicted those statements and that um, the implants were the direct cause of death, not like what Elon Musk was lying and saying. Um, and that like a large, a large majority of these animals that he's been testing on were completely healthy before they got the chip. It's. It's it's incredibly disturbing and and frustrating to to uncover some of this, right? Um, not only just like you know, just how much like avoidable suffering could have been avoided here, but also just like from the jump, like this just looks patently um fraudulent. Yeah, and it's... these animals are still subjected to death, basically, in the name of the spectacle of progress, you know, in the name of the spectacle of research. Right, not even it... actual research or actual progress, you know? And it, it's it's monstrous to think that even in spite of seeing what this has done to animals, they're still ready to do the same to people now. Yeah, that's the that's the most insane part to me. Like there was um Elon Musk once claimed that the animals are essentially they're cycled in and out relatively quickly, right? Like there there isn't a, a huge amount of time in which like the like the, the they have the monkeys for like behavioral training or whatever to like monitor the behavior. Um this time according to Elon Musk was relatively short. It turns out that it was like exponentially longer than what Elon Musk like had said so like they kept these animals in like a dying and like a painful state with this chip for a lot longer than they originally put on right these these animals that essentially ripped so a lot of them ripped themselves apart trying to get it out and yet for some godforsaken reason the fda is still stamping their exemption onto this project and still allowing for human trials, specifically human child trials that are for like, you know, patients dealing with paralysis, which is just in like, which it, is, it, it's monstrous to consider that this could be like a population of vulnerable people now. Exactly. Being, being put on. Uh, it's monstrous. It's, it's incredibly monstrous to observe this. Yeah, I don't like. I I'm almost at a loss for words. Like, cause again, I didn't I didn't realize how like bad it all was until I really looked into it. And 
I think I, I really started following the project around, like, following the project a little closely around, like, 2021, maybe, is when I really, like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I saw this pig. Let me, you know, let me stay up to date on this. And, like, the more you look around and the more you, you think about what's going on, the more disastrous and fraudulent and... And it, it would be different if it was just fraudulent and that, oh, no, you know, Elon Musk stole a bunch of money. But, like, thousands of animals have died, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, this is couched within so many other issues, right, of, like, animal welfare and... um you know, the ethics of using animals as test subjects, but you could at least hypothetically argue that that kind of testing is necessary for some kind of medical intervention that could save lives. But in this case, you know, as we've, as we've mentioned, um, this is like a patently Potemkin and fraudulent uh site it's like you know um concept for investigation like from the jump it doesn't even pass like a basic sniff test you know and to to inflict this level of like suffering and to you know just objectively be like okay this is cruel what happened to these animals and more than that like it's like it, it seems like almost biblical shit, <laughs> you know. Like not to be darkly comedic about it, but like if you subject something to this and it dies in the process to rip the thing out, I don't know what other conclusions you're supposed to take from it, scientifically or otherwise. But then to, um. To have basically like sacrificed blood on the altar of alleged um, progress, you know, it's it, it, it's bizarre. It's it's not even science as we traditionally understand it. It's this this um, this bloody spectacle of study and this bloody spectacle of research that's being presented as something um transformational or progressive it's it's just it's a demonic i'm not using that term lightly i'm I'm being very serious that like to inflict this kind of suffering for no clear benefit is so confusing and the fact that animal lives are cheap is one thing i already don't like that Right. conclusion at some in some cases right but then to apply an equal cheapness to human life is especially dizzying you know people at least to their credit will take human lives seriously they're not even doing that in this case so what's left what's left is to put the chip directly in your brain that's uh, that's it well, you know what? I'm I'm making I'm making an equivalent chip called Dookie Link. We're gonna put it up your ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think as of now, there's uh there's thousands of people, according to this this uh this Business Insider article. There's quote unquote thousands of people who are already signed up to take the chip. I mean, I mean, this is this is like. 
there is a public epidemic of dick riding. I'm not even I'm I'm like I'm 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 joking but I'm not. Like when the evidence is this partially stacked against the project. It's like clear as day. Like this is not what you're supposed to be doing. And for people to still like have drunk the Kool-Aid to such an extent that they're willing to subject possibly vulnerable elements of our population to test this. And then you have the existing cohort of Elon Dick riders ready to inject the chip and uh just 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 implode their brains uh for for you know for the the validation of their selves and their parasocial relationship with this this weirdo Elon Musk. I can't think of a greater indictment of the background level of evil, the hollowness at the heart of our society, and the absolute lack of an imagination any of yeah. us have. I mean, the, I like the the lack of imagination, but like even more for Elon Musk, honestly. Like, yeah. there is, there are other right there are other like brain computer implants like those there are they are a real thing but like there are other projects that exist that do the exact same thing but have caused way less deaths that have have a way less of a toll on animal life you know so like the fact that these devices did all of that just through the testing phase you know like i i don't even i can't even comprehend like it it's just so laugh it's 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 disturbing and fucked up to the point where like there's nothing you can do but laugh. It's like like what what can you do about that? There's... Yeah, and it's not a laugh because we find it funny. It's it's like the kind of like you know worried, nervous laugh of like a man at the gallows. Yeah, you know? literally. It's like what like what are we gonna do? We're gonna have thousands. Of, like how many people do you think are gonna die from this human trial? It's it's definitely gonna be more than one. There's thousands of people signing up. It's gonna be in the hundreds. That's maybe I'm doom and gloom, but that's in the hundreds is like a best case scenario. It'd be like absolutely preventable. Like the animal deaths were preventable and the human deaths were 100% preventable. But because the emperor has no clothes, the fantasy must be maintained. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. Like there's, there's a lot of issues like that in our contemporary society that seem to operate on a similar logic, you know, like, a ceasefire in Gaza would be the most common sense, rational, sober course of action for any of us to take. And that is being presented as if it's too far of a, of a demand for any of us to make. Right. That, yes. that, 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 you know, the billionaire class pays like a dollar more in taxes is, is haram. <laughs> in our in our social religion in the United States. Uh that Elon Musk's, you know, patently hollow and 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 false desire to spill blood uh must be adhered to. It's it, it's a grand indictment of the world we live in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it it really is. And 
Unfortunately, I don't think that... I think that the only way we get a wake-up call is with these human trials. It's it's so unfortunate to say it out loud, but, like, where, how, how else are we going to get it? How else are we going to get the wake-up call that, like, maybe this is a bad idea. We're going to have, like, paralyzed people potentially dying, potentially, you know, going brain dead. Cause they I decided. mean, I, do, I could go darker. I, you know, the, the, you could even get darker and say that we all saw this coming. And even as people will soberly realize that this should have been preventable and there might even be a massive public outcry in response, they're going to hit you with, well, they signed up of their own volition. What are you going to oh. do? Oh my God. Yeah, that's so much. That worse. will You're be right. the defense. That will be the defense. And I'm like, I, th- I think, like, you know, like, it, it is a popular refrain uh, in, uh, in, you know, today's like left wing discourse of the cruelty is the point. Yeah. But never before has it been so true. Yeah. No, you're right. There was, um, He's actually another interesting criticism of Neuralink is the fact that it's very invasive. Like the surgery could be done in a much better, much less invasive way. But Elon Musk said that um, he wants more signals from the brain. He wants more information. So therefore they have to do it in this, this weird drill a hole in your brain type of way. Even though there are already other... Like I said, there are already plenty of other um, brain-computer implants that do not use the same type of surgery. So, you know, you're right. I, I don't. I, I usually stay away from you know, kind of echoing out these mottos, these phrases. But no, you're right. Cruelty literally is the point. And I, I again, like I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the remedy is because that that power is out of my hands, right? But you know, this there was an existing environment of discourse, I want to say a couple months ago, maybe even last year, these um, ever-worsening fears of transhumanism and of a future um, marked thematically by techno-feudalism as a concept, right? I don't, I don't think we're necessarily in the same contours of that debate anymore. I think the political right that was um, embellishing some of these fears, mainly because, you know, they always have to tie it back to uh, wokeism, you know, like was really muddying the waters. But techno feudalism, at least in a very simplistic way of describing a the kind of things that big tech CEOs are going to get away with in the coming years is probably a good way to understand some of these ensuing events. Whether yeah. it's Peter Thiel, you know, like uh, ratcheting up the culture war, whether it's Musk literally putting... Just, 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 I mean, like, again, people talk about the sanctity of life. This is a guy who doesn't respect the sanctity of life, period. Exactly. You know, the, he's doing that. Whether it was uh, Mark Zuckerberg finding new ways to invade and sell off people's data and privacy. Um, you know, 
the uber wealthy operate with a degree of impunity and wanton cruelty in our society that the system seems to be complicit in, if not unwilling to challenge them. And you would argue that like the benefit of the United States government as it's currently structured with its, you know, just it's just it's it's even limited structures, right? Of like the FBI white collar crimes division, of its regulatory boards, of its independent actors in the legislature, of its um trade offices, could put the kibosh on something like this. You know, but it yeah, can't I mean, there's, it can't. No, you're you're absolutely right. Like there's there's numerous like there's at least like a couple different, a handful of like government organizations that are supposedly doing investigations or that are supposedly like, you know, see that there are issues with this, and yet you know it's it's still continuing. No, you're you're entirely correct. This is, I feel like at this point, I feel like at this point, like the state is almost complicit in the death, and in, in the death of these animals by how much they're just enabling this to go on. And they will be complicit in um, the people who die if human tests are allowed to continue and proceed. One hundred percent. And I think I think that's the thing, right? Is that the American state has always had the opportunity to set itself apart from and set itself in opposition to uh, the robber barons of old. And possibly the tech um, CEOs of of today, but whether it's the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, whether it's the uh, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party or the neo fascist formation within the Republican Party, there is a odd symbiosis between um, tech capital and the U.S. regulatory state as it currently stands. And, you know, the the guys on Pod Safe America can accuse us of exhibiting their 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 fake uh, logical fallacy of the the Green Lantern fallacy, you know, that, oh, it's a willpower problem. It fully is. It fully is a problem of will. I think the biggest problem of our age if it's reducible to any one thing is that so much barbarism is preventable all of it is yeah man all of it but because the levers of power are so thoroughly out of our hands it almost does seem kind of hopeless yeah yeah it's it's like again like i don't believe that any of us should give up i don't believe any of us should cease to have a conscience I don't think it's ever a good idea to ignore the heart that beats within your chest, right? But, but horrors time, like, like yeah, like horrors like these put the system on trial. And it, you know, to 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 ignore it, to cast a blind eye to it. Even when there's not much you can do. No, like, uh, it's like like acquitting the yeah it it is it is it, 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 it is a it, it is a form of acquittal and i think like the biggest 
thing I can say in all of this, right, is that the myth of the genius billionaire has never been more fraught than it is today. And I think we can, you know, we can hold the system on trial too. I definitely hold the system accountable and I hold our materialist and individualistic culture at fault, right? But at some level, it is our collective ignorance. It is our collective inability to see past some of these myths. It is our willingness to take uh, the capitalists at their words uh, that allowed some of this to happen. There was a time not too long ago where, I mean, like, again, I was, you know, younger, not as, um, I didn't have the same political education I have now. I didn't have the same ideology or framework that I have now, but I would have taken a Musk at their words with their promise of battery powered vehicles, you know? Yeah. Same here. And there are people much older than us, much more qualified than us, with more capital in the system, with more stakes in the system, who believe even bigger lies. And at some level, if your complicity isn't tied to doing the crimes or to being able to do something about it, your ignorance is complicitness. It is complicity. And just disarming yourself by being less, or sorry, like to arm yourself by being less ignorant is a way to fight back. Just being willing to question the status quo would be a big help these days. Yeah, man, if enough people did that. I think the, I think an important note to make here though is that, you know, propaganda is a hell of a drug. And while we, and you are not immune to it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And while we have these billionaires who are essentially like the pillars of, this capitalistic system we have like people who are the results of this system people who perpetuate the system like they they do take advantage of our ignorance and not only do they take advantage they also attempt to create more i think that elon musk obviously benefits from speculation of his stock prices to um you know what people are allowed what people are allowing to like pass as good business strategy to the death of 1500 animals he elon musk is directly um benefiting from the image that he is willingly putting out there you know he doesn't have to step out in front of a a microphone and do interviews and you know quote anime and do all these quirky ooh cool billionaire stuff right but he does and i i don't i don't think it's just because he's some awkward you know he's not some awkward like tech bro who doesn't understand what social interaction is like instead he does it on purpose because he is well aware of how he, he profits from it. He's well aware of how, you know, how society treats him, of the advantage, the advantageous position it puts him in. Exactly. That, that I think that the fact that we keep doing that, the fact that, you know, he keeps doing that, the fact that this propaganda that he is maybe knowingly, maybe unknowingly is spreading, that's what, that's probably the most important thing that we need to fight because if we don't push back against that propaganda, people won't be able to arm themselves with knowledge, right? People won't be able to disarm their ignorance. And I do think that, you know, knowledge of what's actually going on, the ability to question the status quo is 100%. um, Maybe not enough, but it is a step in the right direction. We cannot do that unless we, you know, counteract some of this insane, ridiculous propaganda. 
Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not to not to pat ourselves on the back here, but like, <laughs> at least at least we sat here and and took the time to dispel and denounce the myth of Elon Musk. He's not some Tony Stark. He's not some Howard Hughes. He is the epitome of the naked emperor and all his courtiers and subjects lying to him. Yeah. Except in a, in a, in a more fraught way, if the emperor is naked, what does that say about his subjects who, who um, are willing to tell him that if, if, you know, it's, it's not must that's naked. It's all of us. So again, arm yourself with knowledge. Resist the myth of the the billionaire who pulled themselves up by the bootstraps. And, and as always, and most importantly, don't get in early. Don't do not do not, <laughs> do not it, get you, that shit again. Again, if if anyone watched the the Clone Wars animated series, <laughs> everybody who pulled that chip out had a better ending. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> But it's just, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think in some ways we do have to be also be willing to confront monstrosity and, and harsh, uh, stories. You know, I, I don't necessarily take joy in, in discussing some of, some of this stuff. It is very gross and sad stuff to talk about. It's very disturbing. Right. But you can't oppose what you deem to be wrong, immoral, or unjust if you can't examine what has been done, you know? That's a good way to put it. You can't, you know, you, you, if you want to be able to, you know, parse how you feel about this kind of stuff, you can't be afraid to analyze it. And, and you have to be able to tie it all together because... You know, we have a tendency to keep all information disparate in in our modern context, right? But we have to be able to tie animal abuse at Neuralink to um, financial misconduct and shady uh, investment and business practices by Musk. We have to be able to tie that to a, a history of sexual misconduct and abuse of his employees and and fellow staff we have to tie that to a history of stealing and appropriating other people's ideas we have to tie that to um a a willingness to put people's lives in danger with his products you have to tie that to um an anti-union ethos that runs in every Tesla factory and you have to tie it back to his repeated dabbling with, with the far right. Musk sits at the intersection of all of that. Without a, a, an ability to tie these things together, without an, an ability to examine the holistic context, which again is what, a left-wing perspective enables you to do, you know? Yeah. You will be fighting against those who have huffed the Kool-Aid uh, too long. 
Of course Musk is uncouth. Of course he's a he's a douchebag. But identifying at what nexus he sits will help you expose him better. God. I feel like I have to end this with a prayer, just how depressing this got. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that a heavy one. <sighs> I do want to just say, like, it is sad, too, to note that Elon Musk took the name of Nikola Tesla, you know, who I think was in the left-wing tradition to a certain extent, you know, and he had a a humanitarian ideal for the use of technology. You know, he was pioneering so much um, in the field of, of electrical science, right? You know, with his discovery of alternating current, with the Tesla coil, um, remote control stuff. I mean, this guy was, was brilliant. And in his own time, you had Thomas Edison malign and steal everything from him you know to the point that tesla is left insane yeah it's it's and and he still just had this view of like making electricity free for everybody you know that's if 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 there is any hero to be spoken of today it is the real nikola tesla or nikolai tesla you know who's whose vision and ch- and scientific genius has been stolen by charlatans across history, whether it was Thomas Edison or Elon Musk. Cannot agree more. Elon Musk is way more like Edison than he is like Tesla. 100%. And that, that's really all I can say, you know? Don't 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 associate the name Tesla with these these shitty um, battery powered cars. Associate it with the man himself. Yeah, and remember what he stood for. Rest in peace, Nikola Tesla. I'll, I will end it on that. <laughs> yep, rip in peace. Um, any 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 other thoughts or anything we might have missed? Uh, no, I think that's it. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to the outcome of these human trials, but. I, I, I hope, you know, everyone has a collective conscience of, you know, crisis of conscience and the human trials are canceled. If there's a prayer to be had, that's one. But yeah, I think that's, that's our episode. Um, thanks again for tuning in, dear listeners. We're very sorry for uh, <laughs> how dour this one got, but there there has to be a sober reckoning with certain topics. So I I encourage all of you to focus on what you value. Hold your humanity close. Hold your loved ones closer. Um, keep the faith. All of that. Uh, John, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, not outside the usual, the Twitch stream. I haven't streamed in a minute, but I plan on starting next week now that Yuma is over. Um, you know, go to, go join DSA or, or not. That's about it for me. Uh, what about your, uh, writing? 
Oh, right. Yes. Wow. How Jesus. Um, yes, I am currently working on a series about right wing dog whistles and their origins and the people who have created them. If you guys want to go and um read some stuff about that, that'd be awesome. I have also written my own personal analysis on the Israel and Palestine conflict. I am not a ge geopolitical expert and I more um, kind of did it from the lens of like hierarchy and didn't get too much into the politics of the individual groups that are there. If you want to know my takes on that, it is in that um, article. I, pl I plan on writing more very soon. Um, if you want to check out my medium, it's jmux97. Um, yeah. Yeah, I will plug um, John's Twitch channel as well as the medium page in the description below along with our link tree. Till next time, thanks for tuning in, dear listener. Take care. Be safe. Set the straight man to the late man Where have you been? I've been here and I've been there and I've been in between I talk to the wind Instruct.